Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading from the One Year Chronological Bible, and today's reading is from March 25th. Israel defeats the southern kings, Joshua 10, 1-15. Now Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had taken Ai and totally destroyed it, doing to Ai and its king as he had done to Jericho and its king, and that the people of Gibeon had made a treaty of peace with Israel and had become their allies. He and his people were very much alarmed at this because Gibeon was an important city, like one of the royal cities. It was larger than Ai, and all its men were good fighters. So Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, appeared to Hoham, king of Hebron, Piram, king of Jarmuth, Japhia, king of Lachish, and Deber, king of Eglon. Come up and help me attack Gibeon, he said, because it made peace with Joshua and the Israelites. Then the five kings of the Amorites, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish, and Eglon joined forces. They moved up with all their troops and took up positions against Gibeon and attacked it. The Gibeonites then sent word to Joshua in the camp of Gilgal, Do not abandon your servants. Come up to us quickly and save us. Help us, because all the Amorite kings from the hill country have joined forces against us. So Joshua marched up from Gilgal with his entire army, including all the best fighting men. The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. After an all-night march from Gilgal, Joshua took them by surprise. The Lord threw them into confusion before Israel, so Joshua and the Israelites defeated them completely at Gibeon. Israel pursued them along the road going up to Beth Horon and cut them down all the way to Azekah and Makedah. As they fled before Israel on the road down from Beth Horon to Azekah, the Lord hurled large hailstorms down on them, and more of them died from the hail than were killed by the swords of the Israelites. On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon, and you, moon, over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, till the nation avenged itself on its enemies, as it is written in the book of Jasher. The sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day like it before or since, a day when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. Then Joshua returned with all Israel to the camp at Gilgal. Very interesting story and battle there. Uh, We'll probably come back to this at the end, especially as it talks about the Lord listening to a human being. Let's continue. Joshua kills the five southern kings, Joshua 10, 16 to 27. Now the five kings had fled and hidden in the cave of Makedah. When Joshua was told that the five kings had been found hiding in the cave of Makedah, he said, Roll large rocks up to the mouth of the cave and post some men there to guard it. But don't stop. Pursue your enemies. Attack them from the rear and don't let them reach their cities, for the Lord your God has given them into your hand. So Joshua and the Israelites defeated them completely, but a few survivors managed to reach their fortified cities. The whole army then returned safely to Joshua in the camp of Makedah, and no one uttered a word against the Israelites. Joshua said, Open the mouth of the cave and bring those five kings out to me. So they brought the five kings out of the cave, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish, and Eglon. When they had brought these kings to Joshua, he summoned all the men of Israel and said to the army commanders who had come with him, Come here and put your feet on the necks of these kings. So they came forward and placed their feet on their necks. Joshua said to them, Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, Be strong and courageous. This is what the Lord will do to all the enemies you are going to fight. 
Then Joshua put the kings to death and exposed their bodies on five poles, and they were left hanging on the poles till evening. At sunset, Joshua gave the order, and they took them down from the poles and threw them into the cave where they had been hiding. At the mouth of the cave, they placed large rocks, which are there to this day. Israel destroys the southern cities, Joshua 10, 28-43. That day Joshua took Makeda. He put the city and its king to the sword and totally destroyed everyone in it. He left no survivors, and he did to the king of Makeda as he had done to the king of Jericho. Then Joshua and all Israel with him moved on from Makeda to Libna and attacked it. The Lord also gave that city and its king into Israel's hand. The city and everyone in it Joshua put to the sword. He left no survivors there. And he did to its king as he had done to the king of Jericho. Then Joshua and all Israel with him moved on from Libna to Lashish. He took up positions against it and attacked it. The Lord gave Lashish into Israel's hands and Joshua took it on the second day. The city and everyone in it he put to the sword just as he had done to Libna. Meanwhile, Horam, king of Gezer, had come up to help Lashish, but Joshua defeated him and his army until no survivors were left. Then Joshua and all Israel with him moved on from Lashish to Eglon. They took up positions against it and attacked it. They captured it the same day and put it to the sword and totally destroyed everyone in it, just as they had done to Lashish. Then Joshua and all Israel with him went up from Eglon to Hebron and attacked it. They took the city and put it to the sword, together with its king, its villages, and everyone in it. They left no survivors, just as at Eglon. They totally destroyed it and everyone in it. Then Joshua and all Israel with him turned around and attacked Deborah. They took the city, its kings and its villages, and put them to the sword. Everyone in it, they totally destroyed. They left no survivors. They did to Deber and its king as they had done to Libna and its king and to Hebron. So Joshua subdued the whole region, including the hill country, the Negev, the western foothills, and the mountain slopes, together with all their kings. He left no survivors. He totally destroyed all who breathed, just as the Lord, the God of Israel, had commanded. Joshua subdued them from Kadesh Barnea to Geza, and from the whole region of Goshen to Gibeon. All these kings and their lands Joshua conquered in one campaign, because the Lord, the God of Israel, fought for Israel. Then Joshua returned with all Israel to the camp at Gilgal. Israel defeats the northern kings. Joshua 11, 1-23. When Jabin, king of Hazor, heard of this, he sent word to Jobab, king of Madon, to the kings of Shimron and Asphath, and to the northern kings who were in the mountains, in the Erebus south of Kinnereth, in the western foothills, and in Naphoth, Dor on the west, to the Canaanites in the east and west, to the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, and Jebusites in the hill country, and to the Hivites below Hermon in the region of Mizpah. They came out with all their troops and a large number of horses and chariots, a huge army, as numerous as the sand on the seashore. All these kings joined forces and made camp together at the waters of Merom to fight against Israel. The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them, because by this time tomorrow I will hand all of them slain over to Israel. You are to hamstring their horses and burn their chariots. So Joshua and his whole army came against them suddenly at the waters of Merom and attacked them. And the Lord gave them into the hand of Israel. They defeated them and pursued them all the way to Greater Sidon, to Mizrath, Maim, to the Valley of Mizpah on the east, until no survivors were left. Joshua did to them as the Lord had directed. He hamstrung their horses and burned their chariots. At that time, Joshua turned back and captured Hazor and put its king to the sword. 
Hazor had been the head of all these kingdoms. Everyone in it they put to the sword. They totally destroyed them, not sparing anyone that breathed, and he burned Hazor itself. Joshua took all these royal cities and their kings and put them to the sword. He totally destroyed them as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded. Yet Israel did not burn any of the cities built on their mounds, except Hazor, which Joshua burned. The Israelites carried off for themselves all the plunder and livestock of these cities, but all the people they put to the sword until they completely destroyed them, not sparing anyone that breathed. As the Lord commanded his servant Moses, so Moses commanded Joshua, and Joshua did it. He left nothing undone of all the Lord commanded Moses. So Joshua took this entire land, the hill country, all the Negev, the whole region of Goshen, the western foothills, the Arabah, and the mountains of Israel with their foothills, from Mount Halak, which rises towards Seir, to Baal Gad in the valley of Lebanon below Mount Hermon. He captured all their kings and put them to death. Joshua waged war against all these kings for a long time. Except for the Hivites living in Gibeon, not one city made a treaty of peace with the Israelites, who took them all in battle. For it was the Lord himself who hardened their hearts to wage war against Israel, so that he might destroy them totally, exterminating them without mercy, as the Lord had commanded Moses. At that time, Joshua went and destroyed the Anakites from the hill country, from Hebron, Deber, and Adab, from the hill country of Judah, and from all the hill country of Israel. Joshua totally destroyed them and their towns. No Anakites were left in the Israelite territory. Only in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod did any survive. So Joshua took the entire land, just as the Lord had directed Moses, and he gave it as an inheritance to Israel according to their tribal divisions. Then the land had rest from war. Just before this, well, I'll go ahead and finish this reading and come back to it. Kings defeated east of the Jordan, Joshua 12, 1-6. These are the kings of the land whom the Israelites had defeated and whose territory they took over east of the Jordan, from the Arnon Gorge to Mount Hermon, including all the eastern side of the Arabah. Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, he ruled over Arar on the rim of the Arnon Gorge, from the middle of the gorge, to the Jabbok River, which is the border of the Ammonites. This included half of Gilead. He also ruled over the eastern Arabah, from the Sea of Galilee to the Sea of the Arabah, that is, the Dead Sea, to Beth, Jemamoth, and then southward toward the slopes of Pisgah. And the territory of Og, king of Bashan, one of the last of the Raphites, who reigned in Ashtaroth and Edrai. He ruled over Mount Hermon, Salika, all of Bashan to the border of the people of Gishur and Mecca, and half of Gilead to the border of Sihon, king of Heshbon. Moses, the servant of the Lord, and the Israelites conquered them. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave their land to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh to be their possession. And that's the end of the reading for March 25th. I want to come back to a couple of things. Perhaps you have the same feeling as I do when you read this. They go into a place, they completely destroy them, killing everyone, not leaving any breathing, as it says. And it continually says, just as the Lord had commanded, just as the Lord had commanded. And it's interesting here in Joshua 11, verse 20, for it was the Lord himself who hardened their hearts to wage war against Israel, so he might destroy them totally, exterminating them without mercy, as the Lord commanded Moses. This is one of those things that's very difficult for us to understand. Uh, we're human beings. We are not God. God who created all and uses all for his purposes, even for destruction. 
And that's what he did. Like he hardened Pharaoh's heart. He hardened their hearts so that they would come against them and that they would die in judgment for not trusting in him. It's, you, you go down that hole of trying to figure all that out and, uh, and it can be very frustrating. So we have to rest on the character of God, his complete holiness, his complete justice, his complete right over all of his creation when you read things like this. Now, I want to come back to near the beginning of the reading, and that is in uh, Joshua 10, verse 14. There has never been a day like it before or since, a day when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. A couple things uh, to note. One is that you have a lot of things we've been reading, especially in Joshua, where it says, and it is still that way today. You know, it is still to this day. And of course, uh, that means to the writing of that, are the grave still there, or that marker is still there, or that situation is still there. Um, so it wouldn't still be that way today. And this idea of the Lord listening to a human being like that, never before or since. So it's interesting, because we know that he listened, so to speak, to Moses, and Abraham, and others. Um, and yet this is to stand out, where... Uh, Joshua says to God for the sun and the moon to stand still. And that type of thing has never happened before or since in God listening to a human being about his creation in that way. So what do I take out devotionally from this? I think the thing that, that, that comes to mind is God said, this is the way it's going to be. Do you trust in me or do you not? If you trust in me, I will bless you and I will give you victory. Uh, that does not mean for us today that everything will go well, but it does mean that he will accomplish his purposes and he will use us. He will do in us what he's planned to do, but we must fully trust in him and do what he has said. And, and that's my uh, that's my takeaway from this devotional reading. There's only so much you can really try to tie us to these battles way back with Israel. Uh, but that's what I take away today. How about you? Father, thank you for your word. Father, you are the sovereign God and everything you do is right. And I trust in that. And Father, even today, you have your plan. You have your way and you want to use me. You want to use us. So may I be sensitive to your spirit to obey you, to do exactly what you've asked me to do for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.